Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Last spring, my friend Steve randomly texted me and asked me for my favorite quote from my favorite show, Ted Lasso. I struggled because I have so many quotes and quips from that show. Honestly, I rewatched the series with my wife and sat with a notebook at my side writing down the incredibly great quotes from the show. After a few days of thinking about it, I kept coming back to one of my favorite scenes. It takes place in a bar when Ted and Coach Beard are at the Crown and Anchor Bar, and the owner, May, tells them, It's the hope that kills you. Ted looks quizzical, and then the next day, Ted is coaching his team, and this great scene emerges as he's addressing the team about hope. You see, the team is in need of some life and energy to propel themselves forward. The energy in the locker room is low. There seems to be an overall belief that they're not going to be successful, and they appear to lower their expectations for themselves. Darn that inner voice that just gets us every time. Then compound that inner voice by connecting eyes with your teammates and colleagues, family, and friends, and you find yourself no longer questioning your abilities. You find yourself affirming the negative thoughts in your head through their loss of hope in themselves and everyone else. Now, before, before I share the quote about hope, I need to remind you of a few things. Leaders are influencers, period. Every moment of each day, how we show up, what we do, and how we do it make all the difference. People look for others to help guide them, to grow them, and share other ways to tackle the obstacles in our lives that can shrink our hope, right? I mean, come on, be a buffalo leader that charges into the storm with enthusiasm, belief, optimism, resilience, tenacity, and hope. Second, be empathetic in your approach to life. When you see a general lack of belief in others, seek to understand it. Wonder about their strengths and support them as they need it through those strengths. As leaders or coaches, you've got to work for them. Because being a coach and a leader, that's one and the same. It works to us because we need to find ways to make the most of the moments they have with each other. We need to recognize that journeys are long and we fuel those we serve and love through our actions and words, which is why you bringing the hope can supercharge the moments of others. Now, the show Ted Lasso may have been the most perfect show ever. Inspiration, laughter, endearing moments, tears, love, and relevance. When the Ted Lasso character steps into the locker room and says, so I've been hearing this phrase y'all got here that I ain't too crazy about. It's the hope that kills you. Y'all know that? I disagree, you know. I think it's the lack of hope that comes and gets you. See, I believe in hope. I believe in belief. Now, where I'm from, we got a saying too, yeah? A question, actually. Do you believe in miracles? Now, I don't need y'all to answer that question for me, but I do want you to answer that question for yourselves right now. Do you believe in miracles? And if you do, then I want y'all to circle up with me right now. Come on, let's go. The whole team rallies around him. They rally around the idea of miracles, belief, and hope. I love everything about this. Especially because my friend Steve gave me that custom cup with the quote, I believe in hope on it. I cherish that cup because I do believe in hope. 
and all over the Smart Thinking podcast's past, I believe we have done some great thinking and just never called it out as hope. Hope is something that pulls us together, and many of the previous episodes have talked about our impact on others, our styles, processes, and the need to be optimistic. Hope and optimism are twins, best friends, powerful tools. They're drivers in a world where others sometimes believe it is their job to inspire you to misery. Life has a weird way of moving along smoothly, and then suddenly a hopeless situation emerges. And that's when a Buffalo leader needs to look into that vacuum, find the words, and live the actions to make hopeless hopeful. Early on in the podcast, I interviewed my friend Jim Brindley, who had beaten cancer multiple times. He was the most hopeful person, most optimistic man I had ever met, and he inspired me to think about the moment, not the past. He used a trick he learned from a golf coach to frame his mind and be in the moment. Jim believed that he only had control of where he was standing, wherever that ball put him when he was on the golf course, that he could only play the ball where it landed, and that this mindset, that mindset actually helped him because his mind took him to this idea that every time that ball landed, that was a new point A, each moment creating a new starting point. No reason to look back, no way to regret. It is what it is. I have had some amazing life experience and watched as really good people lived out their life. Others fighting to survive and others yet struggling to be alive in their own body. Whenever I meet people who are struggling and fighting a battle, I am always energized when I hear them talk about the opportunities they have, the chances they they have yet to experience, or the mindset that they share. Let's talk about how to live life with hope and instill hope in others. Because the first step is recognizing your problems and then framing them. They're real and they're yours. And no matter what is going on, those problems exist. And hope comes from believing that you can push through. Imagine the buffalo for a moment, seeing the largest storm it has ever faced, being energized by the opportunity to run through it, and the powerful mindset she has as she approaches the end of the storm, the hope that fills her as she runs and sees the blue horizon of clear skies, the end of the storm. That, my friends, is our job as leaders and teachers and parents and friends and colleagues, heck, even neighbors. Hope is about building pathways to the outcomes and celebrating the steps all along the way, instilling in others a powerful feeling and a sense of belief that we can do this. I've shared this before, but I learned about belief and hope from two different people, two people that I loved and learned from, and I learned a lot from my last conversations with both of them before they each passed away. Both Jim Brindley and my grandmother Jenny said the exact same thing to me the last time I saw them. They were both sharing how they felt about me. And they knew this was goodbye. My grandmother Jenny, a woman with a beautiful petite exterior, stubborn and strong interior, who was an orphaned, a survivor of the Depression, World War II, widowed, and yet had the strength of a hundred buffaloes. And Jim, a man who beat cancer four times through science, and finally succumbed to it the fifth time. But both of them looked me square in the eyes, and ten years apart from each other saying the same thing to me, said the exact same words. It all works out in the end. That simple phrase, said first to me in 2011 by my grandmother Jenny, and then again in 2021 by Jim Brindley, has instilled hope in my heart and my life. 
That comment shared through a lens of my grandmother's 90 years of life, and then Jim's 70-plus years of life. Come on, friends. If it all works out in the end, why aren't we all getting the fact that hope works? But why do we always have to wait until the end to realize that? Why not live like that? You think a buffalo running into a storm is thinking, hmm, this might work. Heck no. They're thinking about what they're going to eat once they get through the storm because they know it all works out in the end. You just got to charge into it. However, that is only if you actually charge into it. One other coach that exemplified this was a guy named Jimmy Valvano, a basketball coach, a college basketball coach. The Jimmy V Foundation is one of the most successful foundations in the world, all built off of a coach with a sense of hope facing imminent death. Jimmy V was a great basketball coach who died in his mid-40s, but not before giving one of the absolute best coaching motivational goodbye speeches ever. Vilvano was diagnosed with cancer and his body was riddled with tumors. It was terminal. He had nothing left as far as energy, and all he wanted to do was live out his days at the side of his wife and children. However, a few people and the ESPN network wanted to honor him with an award. Jimmy V was asked to give a two-minute speech to accept the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage. He pulled together all of his strength, surrounded himself by friends, flew to the New York award ceremony and pulled himself together. Coach V was not just courageous, he was also very tenacious, perseverant, and he was a buffalo. Surrounded by the most talented athletes in the world, he took the stage with the help of a friend and gave one of the best unscripted speeches you'll ever see or read. When you are listening to someone who can see the timer counting down on their physical presence, it's gripping. When you combine that with the adrenaline, the wisdom, and the retrospect of a life well-lived, well, my friends, that is where hope lives, and you can see it by just watching his speech. Are you paying attention to all the inspiration around you in your world? Are you looking for it personally? If you're not, start to. Do you spend time observing those you love and the hope they're modeling? If not, why not? Back to Jimmy V. In his speech, which, unlike Ted Lasso, was not fictional, he goes into this great recipe for living life. He said, we should enjoy life by doing three things every day, laughing, thinking, and finding joy. That we should have goals, fight for them, and live for them. Here is a man, barely able to stand, a body that is quitting, and he stands there with the enthusiasm of a warrior. Most people in the audience knew what he was struggling with, and yet the room was laser-focused on his words. I was in college and I remember watching his speech and it was noteworthy because it was not the two minutes canned speech filled with laughter and humor. It was sincere. It was honest. He was, he was looking into our hearts and he went on and on, but he gave a formula for life and the speech was over 10 minutes long. Sitting in my apartment and listening to him, I thought, this is a man worth following, a coach I wish I had had. However, now retrospectively, I look at the text of this entire speech and I see the formula for hope. What I love about this, and I mean love, is how he ended his speech and what I believe is the actual formula for being a hope-filled leader. He closed with this, don't give up, don't ever give up, and that's what I'm going to try to do every minute I have left. Again, think about this, don't give up, don't ever give up, and that's what I'm going to try to do every minute I have left. He died weeks later. It was inspiring and inspirational and moving and charging.
So how do we do this? How do we live a life of hope? Well, now knowing that it all works out in the end, we just have to never give up on ourselves or others, and we have to believe in hope. It's a formula. And as leaders, we can create these conditions because leaders influence. They also bring process and create traditions and set expectations. They show people how to get unstuck by living, never giving up, and moving forward. Leaders with hope also help people find other ways to live with hope. I mean, if you're the opposite of a buffalo and you're a cow stuck in the muck of your own making because you refuse to go to your storms, if you love the pit of pessimism, well, you need a leader with hope to invite you to leave your mindset and maybe move on to firmer pastures to find happiness. However, as leaders, if we create the conditions within our world that are hope-filled, we can move others past the real struggles they face with love, energy, support, and process. No one should face a challenge alone. And my hope for you is that you are the magnetic person people go to when they need hope. So how do we do this? Well, there's a little concept out there called reasonable hope. And it has several parts, as described by Kathy Weingartner in her research findings. I mean, hope can be something that people are like, oh, you with your hope. Oh, you with your toxic positivity. Mm -mm. Reasonable hope. She wrote a study called Reasonable Hope, Construct, Clinical Applications, and Supports. Of course, I geeked out on this, friends, and dove into a bunch of research to see if hope actually does make a difference. And you know what? It does. You can find the entire paper by searching for a reasonable hope online. I love the construct of reasonable hope. It is basically a study showing that you can support others to a state of hope by ensuring they realize the following characteristics that are found in her research. The first characteristic is reasonable hope is relational. The more people you find with hope, guess what? The more hope you have. <laughs> you mean like a herd of buffalo leaders? The second characteristic is hope is a practice. Yeah, the more we hope, the more we work on it, the more people we find with hope, the more we find ourselves hopeful. The third characteristic is that reasonable hope maintains that the future is open, uncertain, and influenceable. <laughs> in other words, no, you can't control everything, but here, in plain sight, is the research and evidence for my grandmother and Jim. It all works out in the end if you believe it will, and you work towards it. Accept that you can't control everything and start living with a sense of hope. The last characteristics are pretty simple, too. There's two more. The next one is reasonable hope seeks goals and pathways to them. Got hope? If so, have a goal in mind, a target. It'll help you overcome the obstacles you will come upon and drive towards your desired state. Hmm, I love this research. And the last characteristic is reasonable hope accommodates doubt, contradictions, and despair. Oh, you mean there will be days that it won't work out? Yeah, this is an awesome framework because it is saying, hmm, you're going to have bad moments and those shouldn't compound into bad days. But if they do, and the world around you is the opposite of what you believed, there is a reasonable acceptance of the simple fact that sometimes it won't always work out. But then we keep moving forward because we have hope, we have belief, and we recognize that it will eventually work out. 
What I love about this research is that it was designed for family therapists who clearly want more ways to help families and individuals through trauma, life's unforeseen hurdles, and the mental, mental fitness skills we all need to survive. In her paper, I found myself attracted to one line in particular. Listen to this. It is important to work with hope. Research confirms that hope confers survival advantages and that hopelessness confers risk. Hopelessness correlates more strongly with suicide and predicts it better than depression. Assisting clients with forming positive visions of a preferred future can be life-saving. Working with the idea of reasonable hope gives clinicians more latitude in imagining preferred, reachable futures. Reasonable hope or hope. Either way, hope. So how do we do this? Well, there are a bunch of strategies that you can employ as a leader to support hope in others, but David Amerlin, the author of Intention, says that we should take just a few steps. First, assess the situation you are facing. Second, focus on what's working instead of what's broken. And third, create goals designed to get you to outcomes you want. That's how you do it. Now imagine a process for all this. Do you want one? (laughs) Here you go. Demonstrate how people matter. That's it. As a leader, so many times, I am around people who say things like, what's the point? Does it really matter in the end? Um, yeah, my grandma and my friend Jim, as well as research and Coach V, say the same things. It all matters in the end. Don't give up. Never give up. However, some of our friends in our lives don't see how they matter. They don't see the impact of their actions. They don't know where they fit. And as a result, they grow hopeless of their efforts. Which... We're going to change tomorrow. After you all create a simple card, and actually, our team at CISA 6 will put together a template for you and maybe a printable version of one. Because all I want you to do is have the front of the card say, you matter. On the inside of the card, you're going to explain how they matter, describing their impact, demonstrating how they make a difference every single day. You see, sometimes we leaders are so busy that we actually forget to occasionally step back and create the connections. And those connections between the lines, well, each dot is a person. And they need to hear from you how they matter. Hope comes from many things, but hope can be fueled when other leaders demonstrate to other leaders that they matter. Because doubt is the enemy of hope, and hope and doubt are like two parts of your mind. Just playing ping pong with your emotions, and when doubt gets on a roll, hope seems to just lose strength. And it needs somebody to come along, grab your paddle, and smack that ball right through the heart of doubt. Well, friends, that's when we get into their lives. We get in there with our optimism, observations, and evidence, and say, hey I need you to see your impact, how you matter, and why we love you. Imagine a kid who's got a permanent frown being handed a note that says, you matter, and this is how. Imagine a teacher being given a quick card showing how they matter. A friend or a loved one getting the same thing. I mean, think back to the research. Hope is relational, practiced, and recognizes that the future is uncertain. (laughs) Well, hot dog, friends. We can utilize this simple formula and hit back at doubt and the uncertain future with fueling hope in the moment. I mean, simply take out your phone and take a picture of a person working with another person, a person supporting other people, a person leading, a person drawing, a person doing whatever. Send them that picture and say, look how much you matter. That'll propel people forward. That'll propel people into the storm and get them moving towards the best version of themselves. 
So let's do some smart thinking. Describe your hope strategies. List people that need to know they matter. And describe a process you can employ to utilize this learning. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. And please make sure to share this episode and rate it on whatever platform you listen to. I am closely approaching some new benchmarks of listeners and downloads. And I'm so excited that you help me help others every single day. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you making a commitment to being a smart thinker. Also, thanks to the Well Pennies for their great music. Today, I'm going to end with some upbeat music to help drive us into hope. All right. As we close out this smart thinking with this hopeful thinking, I want you to revisit this idea of reinforcing with others that they matter. Not knowing where you stand or how you're doing or if you have worth, that's a really dark place. No one should be there and you, through your actions, can really change those around you. I run in a herd of like-minded people. Weirdly, there are not a lot of negative people hanging out with me. Hmm, must be the vibe I'm giving off. And that's what I want you to think about right now. Who are you running with? How are you leading amongst your herd? And where are you right now, in this moment? I mean, Joel, where are you on your run? <laughs> Inside joke for my friend Joel. Where are you with your hope? Are you filling your tank of optimism? Are you leading with influence? And are you making sure that those around you see how much they matter? <sighs> when I was a middle school principal, high school teacher, middle school teacher, I was always worried as the holiday season approached. Because I knew what it was like to go home to some weirdness. And this holiday season is one of both joy and great trauma for many. Sometimes in isolation and other times combined. Many of the children in our schools are going to act up in the next few weeks. And it's because they're insanely anxious about the time off. They're worrying about what the holidays hold for them. And they get triggered by the other kids around them who are talking about how awesome their lives are. All the gifts they're going to get and the places that they're going to go. The same stands true for a lot of adults. So smart think on this for a moment. Reflect upon those that you know who will have a tough go of it and focus on making sure they know their worth and how much they matter. I mean, there are people who over the holiday season will be brought back to the memories of the losses they've had this year, the people who are no longer with them. There are kids who are out there who are afraid to go home because there's no hope there. It's hopeless. There's abuse. There are kids who are going to go home who live in great homes who feel that they are ignored or they're anxious about what's going on. And our job is to bring hope. Do that and bring hope to what they've convinced themselves is a hopeless future. Be unreasonable in your enthusiasm for their gifts that they bring to you. Make sure they understand a few things and that they find ways to point out that you find ways to point out and they find ways to see in themselves their impact and how they matter. Kids and adults all have storms and hope. Hope is the umbrella that offers enough grace in the moment to fuel their mindset and cause them to change, cause them to charge. Be the umbrella holder, the motivator, and the person who impacts them. And when they think there is no hope, combine my favorite coach's two quotes together. I mean, think about this. I believe in hope, and you should never give up. Never, ever give up. Be the hope person in someone's life recharge your hope and find your way through the storm 
with the optimism that comes with the simple idea that in the end, you know it's all going to work out. You start my heart when you walk out your car. We talked it for hours. I heard you laugh, gave me a heart attack. Like some superpower. If you're my hero, I need saving. Your smile is what I'm craving. What a beautiful miracle it is. Figure it out. I need someone to help lift me off the ground. Heroes exist. Baby, your gift of life brings me close to the light. Why didn't I see it before you take me back to when we were singing songs under the stars? Not a Control every thought in my mind Figuring out I needed someone to help Lift me off the ground Yeah, heroes exist Maybe a gift of thought Bring me close to the light Why didn't I see it I figured out you were that someone to help lift me off the ground. Yeah, heroes exist. Baby, a gift of thought brings me close to the light.